and welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, a podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what overcame me there. I am the fiancé. <laughs> and I'm Drew. It's time for a spooksicle this month. Yes, it's a spooksicle. Yes, indeed. I I enjoyed our spooky season last year. Yeah. We had stage fright, which was a fantastic shout. Mm-hmm. Like, not going to... Even though you ripped it to shreds in <laughs> yes. our episode. Yes. I feel like you're going to do the same with this musical. Well, I feel like we, we've got the formula right. We've got one, like, cheesy horror musical thing that's mm-hmm. not meant to be taken seriously. And then one that's kind of trying to be really serious, like adaptation of uh, literature on the horizon. And more on that in a bit. I enjoyed Stage Fright last year. I lived up to all the hype I ever had. Yes, I ripped it apart, but mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And I enjoyed Jekyll and Hyde last year. That lives inside me forever. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited for another spooky season. It feels very weird to me. I was thinking about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've been doing like year anniversaries since April. You know, we obviously marked a year by doing Jesus Christ Superstar because it had been a year since Joseph. Mm-hmm. And then we had Phantom Week. But I feel like I've recognised it more this year. Like, we're coming up to a year since we watched Singing in the Rain for the first time. Yes. But that feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, where, oh, where, oh, where has the time gone? And to be on another spooky season, it's just like, how? Yeah, that's true know how excited i am for today to be completely honest with you because i've seen clips of this when you've watched it and i can't say it's impressed i don't know it 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 looks like proper decom Mm -hmm. It looks very descendancy in terms of like the style because the, the, the costumes and the hair colours and everything are all very, very exaggerated. This is post descendants. Yes. This started being advertised, this version, this movie started being advertised in Descendants 2 when that was coming out. Yeah. It was and this is also by Kenny Ortega? No, it isn't. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought for sure this was a Kenny Ortega one. You would think, based on, like, the colours of yeah. things. But no, this is Paul Hohen. I'm hoping... <laughs> of the Hohen region. Yeah, I'm really hoping I'm pronouncing that right, because that's the only way I could think... How is it spelled? Is it spelled it? like Gen 3 Pokemon? H-O-E-N. Yes, so... Hohen. Um, he directed and produced The Cheetah Girls One Worlds. Don't know that one. Camp Rock 2 Final Jam. <laughs> well, we've not covered that one yet. He did a couple of episodes of Even Stevens. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Actual yeah. cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. And also Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the one that you like. The Melissa Joan Hart? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I... So it's like quite a good... CV. He also then obviously did Zombies, but he also did Zombies too. So this is his series. Yes, we're watching Zombies today, by the way. Oh yeah, we haven't said that yet. <laughs> you presumably know that. No, we're watching Z O M B I E S today. Is it not Z dot O dot? No, it's dash. Oh, is it Z, Z dot Z... dash dot? Z O M B I E S. Z O M B I E S. Yes, yes. 
you don't realise how appropriate that is yet. No, I and don't. you will in a moment when I... Explain. So, you know, DCOMs haven't necessarily been as bad as I was always dreading. Mm-hmm. High School Musical progressively got better. Your number one boy, Troy Bolton. Yeah, and, you know, Descendants 1 and 2 haven't been massively offensive, mm-hmm. but at the same time are what I'd expect of them. Camp Rock was okay. I'll give that. Like, for a sick afternoon, Camp Rock was okay. Yeah. Because we rock. (laughs) But I really don't know how I feel about this one, because it does just look really... Because this isn't DCOM Heights DCOM. This is, like, clinging onto life, which is really appropriate Mm -hmm. for zombies. So... And the fact it's becoming a trilogy clearly is the decom formula. It must have had some success. But I think this is a nice way to start the spooky season. A nice, light-hearted, hopefully inoffensive musical that yes. I will have some laughs and just some like, well, my life isn't different, but sometimes it's nice to have a musical that's really easy to watch yeah. than a singing in the rain. This is certainly not going to be a three-hour-long episode talking about Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. Yes, I certainly do not think I will be as passionate about zombies as I am School of Rock. Mm-hmm. So, in 2012... Blimey, nearly ten years ago. Disney were trying to come up with new Disney Channel shows. Yes. And one of the shows that was pitched by writers David Light and Joseph Rosso was a show called Zombies and Cheerleaders, which was made for one pilot episode and didn't get picked up. Yes. Essentially. But they had their entire cast, they filmed a bit, they had this premise, which eventually gets turned into the movie that we're going to watch. And they were ready and prepared to make this the new Disney Channel series that was going to be big. David Light had previously worked on Yu-Gi-Oh! He was a writer for the Yu-Gi-Oh! series. And then Zombies and Cheerleaders, which then turned into Zombies. It was like his... Baby. Brainchild. <laughs> Boo! And Joseph Raso had previously worked on... Uh, a couple of short movies, but then he worked on this TV series Seed and then has gone on since this to do a lot of work for Disney. Yeah. So this was really their project. They really wanted to do this. They pitched it as their writing idea. They came up with this project and it didn't happen Hmm. until 2017 when Disney were looking for their next DCOM series because they were looking to wrap up Descendants with a third and a fourth movie that were ready to be shot, essentially. And they wanted to know what was going to come next. And in the spirit of 2017 being the year that everybody went as a zombie for Halloween, for some reason, zombies got really big. In I can tell you why zombies got very, very big. The Walking Dead. In 2017? Walking Dead. Well, Walking Dead had been going a f- quite a few seasons by 2017. It's kind mm-hmm. of like the momentum had already overdone. So, like, mm-hmm. this is Disney latching on, on like, the downward trajectory of zombies. Yeah. But, the but zombies there had already had been, been, like, a lot of zombie movies, like, I mean, The Walking Dead started 2010-ish. Yeah, and that was like the zombie renaissance. Yeah, but this is it. So that's what I mean is we've had some great zombie films like Warm Bodies, for instance. Love that film. Mm -hmm. Disney have caught on to this as all this zombie hype is is ironically dying out. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of at the tail end of it. Yeah. So they had missed that momentum. Like they, they probably would have been better off doing this in 2012 with the... 
<laughs> with the uh, the, the hype, series, yeah, yeah, of the Walking Dead. So mm-hmm. it's very very funny to me. Yeah. So they began production in May of 2017 and filmed for over 10 weeks, which is actually a pretty good turnaround for a decom. I know you always laugh at this. I do, I do. But that's pretty good for them. 10 weeks is like a lot of time for them to get Yeah, and work. eight weeks of that was spent just learning the dances and then two weeks filming. Well, you say that because they were in rehearsals six months in advance yeah. for the dance scenes in this because all of the dance sequences and the musical sequences in this are big ensemble numbers yeah not all of them the majority of them because we have zombies and cheerleaders so the fact that it's got the dashes in it yeah is because it's supposed to be give me a z that's what i thought that's what i thought that's yeah. why i did the joke mm-hmm. um i'm i'm hoping that we're going to get some very stylized dancing with this one because the whole idea that zombies are slow shuffling and maybe can't move their limbs in the same way they certainly have a different style to yeah. what the humans are going to have. God, yeah. they're going to be popping and locking all over the place. Jam and break. <laughs> Is that even legal? I, I feel like what I've seen of this, like they're going, to, they, they might go for like the more goth alternative stuff just because zombies are dark and cheerleaders are all like, oh my God, I'm so energetic. Yay, look at me. Peppy. Yeah. Yeah. So the zombies will be the juxtaposition. God, I shouldn't use that word in talking about zombies, but you know, <laughs> the zombies are going to be far more like metal rock style vibe mm-hmm. compared to Peppy, Poppy cheerleaders. Sure. If if this is what Disney thinks that metal rock star vibe is, then then fine. Yeah, but that's what I mean, is like it's sure, Disney's sure. version of child. Like in the metal. way that the Jonas brothers are a rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this premiered on the Disney Channel on February 16th, 2018, which is a weird time of year to release a movie about zombies, but I guess it is a rom-com, technically. Mm, Warm Bodies came out around that time again. That's it is rom-com, rom-com, yeah. Zombie rom-com. This isn't a Halloween film. This isn't Disney trying to scare kids. This is just like... Should I have saved this for Valentine's Day? No. <laughs> No, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, zombies are obviously like monster mm-hmm. material. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have Anna in the Apocalypse to watch this year because we had to watch it at Christmas. And I'm so glad we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you remember when the plan was, we'll save Anna in the Apocalypse for next next spooky season. We were like, oh, we have to watch this now. It looks great. Yeah. So they had, their premiere was at 8pm on the 16th of February. It's quite late for a... For a decom. Yeah. Yeah. I remember DCOMs being on at like six. Yeah. Like at a push. You know, five or six. This is pretty late. But they had 2.5 million viewers at its first showing. And then overall, because they did the premiere weekend of showing it every day for like eight airings, they ended up with 10.3 million views. Wow. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. Especially considering that... It wasn't until a year later, like a full year later, that they announced they were even thinking about doing Zombies 2. This was going to be a standalone movie. Yeah. And then because it was so popular, like, okay, we do have our franchise then. Yeah, it did really, really well. And then that premiered in 2020. And then Zombies 3 is set to start filming this spring. And Zombies 2 has the werewolves in it. Yeah. Yeah. And has a viral TikTok yeah. song. Okay, cool. 
Is there anyone I'm going to know from this? Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. You might recognise some of the kids from this. However, this is the first decom to become a franchise where none of the main cast have been in a Disney Channel show. Cool. Because like you have things like Raven in That's So Raven, she's in The Cheetah Girls, yep. Ashley Tisdale's in Sweet Life, and, you know, Alison Stoner from Camp Rock, she was in Phineas and Ferb at the same time, and then Cameron Boyce uh, was in Descendants, but also he was in Jesse yeah. at the time. So we've never had a decom where characters haven't also been in something else. Yeah. So this is like a big deal at the time. So we have our leads are Meg Donnelly, who is, in my opinion, a really good actress. <laughs> Not for this, but she just is a really good actress. She's been in a lot of musical theatre, but she was in American Housewife, uh, What Would You Do, The Broken Ones, like different things like that, celebrity ghost stories, cool. <laughs> which is cute. But as well as a lot of musical theatre so she's big into the singing and acting part and then milo Mannheim, who is playing our lead man and the only things he'd been in before this were ghost whisperer for one episode and also a tv special of disney's magical christmas which is about the parks yeah where he was in it to promote zombies so really has come out of nowhere then yeah that's cool and this cast are not the cast that were in the pilot yeah for the tv series this is a completely different then they cast. would like really have aged out over those five years they definitely would have but one of the things that they really changed between the pilot and this version is the representation because the majority of the cast for the pilot episode were white yeah. americans and for this version of it, they've really mixed up the diversity, cool. which is really nice. Awesome. Makes a nice change. Yes. Yes, it does. Well. The other person that we have, we have Trevor Torgman. I really hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Who is a very well-known dancer, but he was in Bunked, which was like a big Disney Channel thing after this. Yeah. So he got more famous for doing this. But before Zombies, he was in The Next Step, which was shown here. I was too old for it by the time it came out. I've never heard of it. It's like a dance show in like a fame kind of way. Okay. Like they're all at this dance school and it's all like interpersonal, but they talk to the camera about how they're feeling and like, it's just super interesting. I love him. I think he's a really phenomenal dancer and performer and you'll see that in this. He's cool. great. So, <laughs> I'm really excited to watch this. It's been a while since I've seen this film. Yeah, it's been like maybe two months. No, it actually has been a really long time and I've had to force myself not to listen to the songs this week. Because you... I want to enjoy them in the film. Yeah. No, I, I'll give everything a try. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I'll get bit by some enjoyment this zombie week. Zombie fever, yeah. Yeah, you know, perhaps, uh, perhaps your love for this will be as contagious as the zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And I'll come out of this fully turned mm -mm. and team zombie. Heck yeah. It's <laughs> like the plot of this film, but yeah. sure. But who knows? We will be back after the intermission.
Ain't no mountain we can climb, nothing keeps us down. Got that fire in our soul, never count us out. We got one thing on our minds, call it victory. Yeah, that's where we're headed, and we know how to get it, cause we were made for this. There's nothing we can't do, we came to play, we're here to stay and win the day, cause we were made for this, didn't come here to lose. We came to play, we're here to stay, what's left to say? And we are back. We are fully fired up from our wonderful watching of Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. Zombie, zombies, huzzah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> K-U-C-Z-O, Cusco, Cusco. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um... If you were old enough listening to this to remember that show, welcome. I, I remember that show. That's a, that's a Disney Channel thing I do remember having fun memories of, even though I was like... 13 <laughs> i was like six <laughs> yeah um zombies mm-hmm. as we started watching it i completely remembered like the green and pink yeah but i remembered just how much i looked at the zombies and thought huh disney really wants to act like they own the joker sure i guess thematically the pale skin and green hair is there, and but... purple clothing they were red no, the zombies are wearing purple. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Here's a picture. They wear grey and red. Look. Okay, well, it looks purple to me. <laughs> like They it... wear green and red, and that's it, because they only get all the dull colours. So they get the dulled-down versions of the colours that the characters yeah. in Seabrook are wearing. Yeah, it just I was like looking at going, so you've got Jared Leto's Joker, and then you've got Heath Ledger's Joker. They just all felt... Like, I was like, I remember why I got annoyed watching this out of, like, the corner of my eyes. I was doing something, and you were watching. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. But I don't think this was as bad as I was expecting it to be. Good. I don't... I don't know. I feel like it... It's always difficult with, like, the decom scale, because you've got to kind of judge it differently against other decoms basically and you can't really look at it in terms of anything else yeah exactly and it's like the filmmaking style of decoms is very very different to other things and arguably is not a style of filmmaking i like yeah but i feel like there's more ironically life to this one this is just a very nicely filmed movie yeah especially when you compare it to like high school musical one Mm -hmm. and i guess it shows a nice evolution of where the decoms have developed from like early 2008 no not even that like 2005 2006 to a decade later the original decom is a movie called tiger town yeah and it came out in 1983. I know, but I meant High School Musical. All right, okay. You know, more than anything else. Because technically, Cinderella's a decom. Mm-hmm. You know? But I meant, like, looking at this in terms of... Because I, I firmly feel like things like Zombies, Descendants, Camp Rock, even... And I've not watched it, but I can imagine Teen Beach movie. Mm-hmm. Which we are at some point going to watch. Cause that but those only great. exist because of the success of High School Musical. 
yes and no. They only exist in the way that they do, as in being the full-on musicals with, you know, the teenage characters as the leads and everything because of High School Musical. However, Disney's been making one decom a year since the 80s. Yes, yes. But but the format became this way because of the success of High School Musical. Mm -hmm. I like this. I like the way it opens. You know, we are in Seabrook, which is this perfect community. Yeah, it's a planned community. Yeah, and it's perfect until lime soda is spilt yep in a reactor for clean green energy and it's just like obviously a nuclear reactor yeah well no but i don't think it was supposed to because the whole idea was that it was supposed to be like everything was clean and perfect yeah well so i can't explain this to you without spoiling the next one okay well we don't need to yeah they're, they're not dollar. using so they were acting like they were using clean energy and then lying. No, they, they are using clean energy. It's just the thing that they're using as a source yeah. is otherworldly. Okay, cool. cool. So it was already like a non-organic thing. Yeah, that's fair. So then lime soda sets off the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. One of the things I thought was really cool, I really liked the animation style to this, is it felt very comic book. Yes, it's so sky high. It's ridiculous. The opening of Sky High where you have the comic book, it's exactly the same as that. I liked that here. I thought it worked really, really well. Mm. It didn't come across cheap or tacky. Absolutely. It was a nice way to introduce it. Like if you compare High School Musical 1 with our, you know, Times New Roman font over awful fireworks, and then you look at this... It may not be a musical number, but it certainly is a fun, engrossing way to start this film. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because a lot has changed in 50 years. Yep. I like the way the animation transitions to live action and it looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So they've got this. I, I like that trope anyway of like we go into a picture and then we zoom in and then we're in the picture. But I liked the picture going into real life, becoming reality. Yeah. yeah. A lot is different. The zombies are no longer hungry for brains, but they are awesome. Yes, so the reason why they're no longer hungry for brains is because the government has created the Z-band, which puts electromagnetic pulses into their brains, I guess, into their bodies to stop them from craving human brains. Which I'm cool with the idea of that. I think it's a nice sort of way of fixing the problem. Insert science-y stuff here. What I'm not cool with is that Seabrook is basically a parallel to Nazi-occupied Europe. Because the zombies have to go about with Zs emblazoned on them. Yes. That detail I could have done without. I don't understand why that's necessary. I get that what we're doing is we're exploring a society that has hatred towards these zombies. I can Mm. understand that. And it's all clearly prejudicial and racial. However, there is a rationale behind it that actually zombies have been established as dangerous. I Mm. can understand that. What I don't need is the parallels that say this dangerous group of people are a direct parallel to Jewish people. Sure. And I I don't like that. 
I don't think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. We don't need an explanation for like, oh, we know this person's a zombie when A, all these zombies already have green hair. Because understandably, yep. that's, you know, they are dead. Mm-hmm. And you said to me that's like the mold or something. Yeah. So it's quite easy to see. It's like mold or it's there. Like, it's, it's because of the green yeah. of the thing. I mean, it just... The thing is, this film, the costumes and stylization of everything was designed by Trisha Baker. Yes. Who also worked on Killjoys, the sci-fi series, Mordy, Imposters, uh, what else? I mean, she then did Zombies 2 as well, Taken. Um, The costumes are really nice. Yeah, but a lot of what she's done is for Disney. So the, the actual, when you look at the contrast between... Seabrook and Zombie Town, and how completely different it is, like the pastels compared yeah. to well, these guys get all the dark colors because they're the bad guys yeah. in the public view. That's all really good, really, really good. But like, this woman worked on the Twilight Zone, and the whole even though the point of this film is overcoming racism, yeah, which then extends into the second one as well, yes. Um, this. This is like a little bit on the nose for a decon. It really is. Because I get what it is. I, I get the whole point is that, you know, they're two very different sides, but they can work in unison. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the idea that they're told to stay in their little, for want of a better term, slum area of this community and whenever they're around, they have to mark themselves somehow as a zombie with a letter Z. They all have to wear government-mandated uniforms. Yeah. So they don't have any clothes that right. aren't... Which begs a question way later on in this film that I will get to. But, yeah, so we are introduced to Z or Zed. I called him Zed. His name, yeah, he said his name is Zed as well. It's spelled Z-E-D. Yeah. So, yeah, we meet Zed who is our protagonist zombie, and Addison, who is our protagonist human. So, I said straight away, I like the break in the fourth wall. And this you is one of like the it. things I was going to say to you when we were recording before, and then I was like, oh no, I don't actually want to spoil that. Yeah. So I was going to say, oh, this film's really good, but there's one stupid thing that they do that I wish they wouldn't do. And it's talking to the audience. I don't mind it. I don't think it's... This is why every other decom and every Disney movie, main characters have sidekicks they can say all this stuff to. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't mind. It's quite nice. It's the know. only thing that annoys me about this film. Everything else is great. I mean, the only thing that annoys me is what yeah, I just talked yeah, about. Yeah. I say not the only thing, but the, the big gripe I have with this is that I, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's it's quite nice mm-hmm. and i don't think that it, i feel like uh, it's nice at the start to show how secular they are but as the film goes on we get less of it yeah because they talk to each other instead. exactly so it's quite nice that we're already getting the sense that something is missing from their lives yeah and it's a fun way to kind of establish it i don't like the complete like ott nature of 
Zed's performance at this point because it feels very different than what we get for Zed for the rest of the films like when he's doing his weightlifting and he's very like over the top and almost like sped up Benny Hill style yeah and it's all very like choppy and cutting between whereas then when we go to Addison she just talks and moves which again we're trying to show us the difference between the two you know protagonists Mm -hmm. I I don't I didn't mind breaking the fourth wall but I thought oh god I'm gonna hate this if this is how Zed is acting the whole way through luckily he isn't but yeah we learn that Zed wants to be a football player, and I made the prediction that he's going to suck with his Zed band. What do you mean? As in, when it's on, he'll be no good. But when he's a zombie zombie, he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. So I made that prediction. We also learn that Addison has white hair, but she hides it because uh, Seabrook is bigoted. Yeah, anything that's not normal is weird. So she's worn a wig for, for forever. And... You know, there is an element of you could completely understand this because the only people that have otherworldly hair are the zombies. Mm-hmm. In a pandemic world, you are going to look for mutations. Well, and she says that doctors think it's because her grandfather was bitten by a zombie. Yeah, that maybe there's a recessive gene. So you could completely understand people being like, oh, she's the next stage of zombie. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of understand why she has to hide it. I mean, the theme with Addison, and I'll talk about this later on, but mm-hmm. let's just say the words conceal, don't feel, come to mind. Yeah. We learn that humans don't like zombies. Yeah. And Zed remarks, that's because they haven't met me yet. Mm-hmm. And that Addison's mum is mayor. Addison's mum is the mayor and Addison's dad... He's in charge of the zombie task force. His name is Dale. (laughs) They literally, that's the one thing I learned about them. And it doesn't really add anything to the plot or enhance anything to the plot. Other than that, it sort of defies your expectations of her parents based on the stereotypes of this community. Yeah. It's the same as having Bucky, who we will meet soon, be the cheer captain. Yeah. Like, in this very stereotypical community where everything is expected to go a certain way, having a male cheer captain actually is a difference. And I guess, again, especially because we've now got parents that have some kind of say over this community that the whole conceal don't feel, yeah, you know, really seems to mm-hmm. amplify in my brain. We get the first uh, musical number of this film. Yep. My year. Mm-hmm. I like the difference between worlds. So they both come out and they're both on like their terraces. And Addison has a really lovely flower in front of her that clearly is full of life. Yep. Zed, not so much. It's just small things like that I, I thought were quite nice that they're the same but different. Yeah. I felt like the zombies having the rap style was almost new metal light. They very much like think Linkin Park, think Limp Biscuit, but the junior, junior versions. Sure. Because it's not quite rap. It's not quite R&B. I, I feel like it is more that that style. Mm-hmm. But of course that was the way they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do like we have two different styles. Yes. I just don't know if I'd have said that would be the zombie style. How, what would you have wanted instead? I would just want like more rock singing, mm-hmm. you know, like think busted or McFly. Yeah, rock like yeah, yeah, proper junior rock. Mm-hmm. Kids Bob rock. Yeah, 
Because because certainly the rest of them feel very poppy, have like edgy mm-hmm. zombies, but make them light edgy. Yeah, musical theatre edgy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I love this song. I love the contrast between the two sides. I think Addison, the actress who plays Addison, uh, Meg Donnelly is fantastic, yeah. as well as Milo Mannheim. Like they're both really well, really talented. Considering for Milo, this was like. The second thing they'd been in. Yeah. I, I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. One of the characters we meet during this number is Eliza. Yep. And I called... <laughs> Let me introduce you to my friend Eliza. <laughs> I, I called her Eliza Hamilton. Yep. That is a, a very, very common uh, reference that people make between this. Yep. And that is probably on purpose. Yeah, because she wants a revolution. Zombies need to rise up. To stick it to the man. Yep. Um... Yeah, I feel that is a choice. It's super interesting that it doesn't seem like anyone else agrees with that. No, they're because quite they... happy to have these opportunities. Well, so Zed's like next line is, hey, baby steps is still movement. We're still getting somewhere. We're allowed to go to this school now. Yeah. But what Eliza wants is like a full overhaul of the government. Yeah. Which obviously, of course she does. And most people within their zombie community would. However, there'll probably be a lot that like the idea that, you know, they're shuffling towards equality. It's not going to happen overnight. (laughs) Zombie, zombie burns. Yep. Choreography for this number is really nice. Mm -hmm. And we finish it and we meet Bucky, who is clearly the villain. Bucky's the man. And they're going to stick it to Bucky. Yep. He, we meet um, him and his backup cheerleaders, who I love for this entire movie. But they say, this year we just can't lose. And he says, well, I'm going to win and you're going to come too. Yeah. Which is really funny. There's a fence in the middle of the school. Yes. Because they're segregated. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't need the the racial stuff with it because I I understand why. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe the Z bands are still very new. Maybe they're five years into their life and they're like, okay, let's start testing the waters now. You know? Yeah. But we have got to keep all these kids safe. Yeah. Why does this school have a double door entrance next to their main entrance that goes straight down into the basement? Right. Super weird. Somebody planned that when they planned the construction of the school. Yeah, so we actually, before we see the zombie basement, we mm-hmm. see the rest of the school. Yep. I thought the school has far more personality than the school from High School Musical. In terms of, like, set decoration and the walls, it does look far more, like, decorated and, like, enticing. Yeah, that is There's true. There's a lot more colour to it. And we learn that Bucky is Addison's cousin, mm-hmm. and he hates zombies because of what they did to Grandad, which was, of course, the ear-biting incident of... Yes. Yes, to year. And we cut to the zombies going into their class. And I like the, I like the line when I say, no more classes in dingy basements. Smash cut to dingy basement. You were saying. And yes, the principal says that we are thrilled to be forced to welcome you here. And that their teacher is the janitor. Yep. Which, again, because zombies still get jobs, but they get the jobs no one else wants. Mm-hmm. Which, there's a lot of issues in this in this town. 
And it feels like you don't ever hear what's going on in the rest of the world. Like, was this zombie outbreak confined to just Seabrook? It's entirely Seabrook? confined to just Seabrook. Which is very interesting. It's like the rest you of the world is like... That in and in the worst, this isn't going to sound great, but in the in-universe context of this, if there was a zombie breakout, even in the real world, if we had a a very localized zombie breakout, surely the actual government of the country would be like, let's take all the zombies and experiment on them. I was thinking Newcomb, but well, that too. But if they're if you are capable of coming up with something to neutralise them, how did they find out that that worked? Well, yeah, that's true. It's like the guy who didn't like musicals, isn't it? That the plan is, like, we, we keep it to Hatchetfield. Yeah. And then we nuke it. Oh, yeah, it's exactly the same. Because it is localised entirely to that area. But, yeah, you're right. There must have... I mean, that's the worst thing as well. People must right. have agreed to leave oh, these This makes to... me hate the Zed thing even more, like the whole emblazon them, because... They're clearly still capable of human thought, but how much experimentation has been going on to the zombies to get them to that point mm-hmm. against their will? And I really feel like, and you will understand why when we watch the second one next year, but this whole town is in a weird little bubble yeah. that is not attached to the rest of the universe. Yeah. Because. Or like the government have just, just conceded like that this place is really weird. Massively across the sea. No, it can't be because they, they have other football teams come and face them. That is true. It's not in its own bubble. It's like, it's the equivalent of just Texas having this one zombie outbreak. And everybody else is being like, it's fine. Leave them over there. Right? Oh, it's so weird. It's like the descendant. I don't want to think about the geography of this. Well, so also with this, the mayor, who obviously is in charge of this town, and the head teacher of the school, yeah, both hate zombies. Mm-hmm. So why are the zombies allowed to go to school? Right. Who's allowed this? Has the rest of the world been like? Hey guys, it's a, you've got a to. bit shitty that you've not been letting these zombie children yeah. go to school. Maybe you should get on that. So the thing with this is it goes very, very quickly. There's no like showing like a few weeks of Zed being forced to learn in a dingy basement. Yeah, Zed they're, they're in... like instantly like, no, we're not doing that. And this. I like that. I like the pacing of this because Zed sneaks out. Mm-hmm. He's mistaken for a rogue zombie, which is funny. He stubs his toe and he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I actually like that That's joke. a really funny joke because, you know, we hear the zombie alarm and everyone's running scared, as is Zed. And he goes to the zombie safe room. Mm-hmm. And Addison also goes to the zombie safe room because, you know, for, for, for Zed, it's zombies, safe room. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is a zombie safe room. So I like this. And there's some nice flirtation. They're in the dark. They're locked in together and they're like flirty banter. But the second she sees that Zed is a zombie, she punches him because of nurtured racism. Yep. And then completely acknowledges it immediately. She's and like, it's like, oh, oh I'm, I'm really sorry. I right? was inherently racist. And that's, I, I, I think from the get-go, it's very easy to like Addison. Mm-hmm. Because you always feel like she's questioning the world instead of just accepting it. Yeah. And things like this, it's like, that was, I mean, to be honest, anyone that, you know, was there that you're like, oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> you probably would, out of shock. Mm-hmm. I, I like the bit where... 
you know, she's talking about how sorry, you know, my family really hate zombies because, you know, they bit my granddad's ear off. And Zed replies with, yeah, now we'll just talk your ear off. Yeah, that's cute. It is some, there's some really nice, really nice writing between these characters. It's not like going to win Oscars, mm-hmm. but I like their flirty banter. Yes. And we learn, yep, they, they, they encourage each other that Addison wants to be a cheerleader, so go for it. And Zed wants to be a football player. And she says, go for it. And she's like, maybe I'll cheer for you. Mm-hmm. And Seabrook football team, we immediately learn, is the worst. They have never won a game or make it onto the team. Because what harm can it do except Zed? Because we don't allow zombies on, on the team. Yep. I like the bit where he tries to coerce the coach and the coach just says, I am not a trailblazer. I'm not even a follower, really. I'm not really good at anything. He's the worst coach. The coach is my favourite character in this. He's so funny, but he's a terrible football coach. Oh, he is. But then... (sighs) He's only as good as the tools he has. If you have a blunt pencil, you're not going to create fantabulous art. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you've got a sharpener that doesn't actually do anything with your blunt pencil, you, you, you can only work with what you have. That's true. I know that they say a bad workman doesn't blame his tools. Mm-hmm. However, when you are forced to use these tools, I don't think you have a choice. Yep. It's not like you can go out and buy other players. So mm. we get fired up and we learn that Bucky S-U-C-K sucks. Yeah. I mean, he's the best cheerleader. It's not like he sucks because he's bad. They are the complete contrast to uh, Seabrook shrimps because they are champions. Yes. And we learn that he has Stacy, Lacey and Tracy as his trio of backup. Yeah, I love the ACs. Yeah. They're, they're really cute. <laughs> Yeah, this is a nice number that kind of establishes these characters and the cheer mentality. Mm-hmm. I like as he's cutting people. There's a nice moment where he goes for a selfie with someone. The guy's like, yay, I'm a fan. And then just as about to take the selfie, Bucky changes to a frown. And the guy's like, oh. And he rips up his number yeah, as I well. I thought that was fun. There's a nice, again, really lovely choreography to this one. Um, but the timing of it's great. And we do learn a lot about these characters. Mm-hmm. And the way he dismisses everyone is always really fun. And you see how much being a cheerleader means to people. Because they are like brought to the point of tears. Yeah. It's good. The pink and green's nice. You know, they've they've chosen their theme. They're going to stick to it. Yep. Ultimately, it comes down to... Six or seven new recruits. And nepotism, of course, sees Addison get in. Yeah, because actually based on the... Oh, no, the girl does get in before her. There's one girl that goes before her. She does like a triple backflip across the floor and Bucky immediately hands her the pom-poms. Yeah, because they're like, you know, you get like once you've got a main meal and they bring out on a platter with a silver tray. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's cute. But the nepotism... And they only have four spaces. Yeah. The nepotism also sees Addison get special privileges because she says, what about my friend? Yeah, so we've met Brie at this point. Is that her name? I never got her name. She literally says it once at the beginning. That's it. That's why I thought I didn't get it. um, Because Bucky here calls her, hey, you. Yeah. 
but yeah, she um she wants to be a flyer. Yeah. Which is very cool. And she does not think that she has any chance whatsoever. So she gives up and sits down. Yeah. But Addison gets her in, yeah. Do you know what though? I don't mind that so much. Like I joke about the nepotism, but Addison's clearly like we just want to have fun. Yeah. It's nice. I like the bit after this song where Bucky says, now there are zombies, we need cheer more than ever. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought was a funny line. Addison has been taken to zombie town. Yeah, it's their cheer initiation. Yes, and she needs to egg Zed's house to get on the squad. It's just our house. Oh no, it is. It's, it's Zed's house. Yeah, no, I know, but they don't know that. Yeah, They're no, just like, they egg don't. a zombie house. And she's like, no. And she gets out with Brie mm-hmm. and then a zombie. I think it was uh, Eliza's mum. If it was, I didn't notice. I think it's Eliza's mum. We see Eliza with her mum at the end, don't we? We see her with both of her parents because both of her parents are like, we were so worried about yeah. you. Uh, she turned into an actual flesh-eating zombie. Right. And she comes out to see what's going on and Bucky and everyone's like, oh my God, zombie, drive off. And they abandon. Yeah, she says, are you lost? And they're like, ah. Yep. So the ACs and Bucky drop everyone else. Yes. So Bree and Addison hide and... Zed comes out of his house to see what's happening. Yeah. And his dad's like, is there anyone there? And he sees Addison... And just looks so disappointed. Because he thought she was different. Yeah. And <laughs> I liked this bit. Because it's so like I'm 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 this, this Oh, this is the privileged white girl bit. I, yes. it's like, I had no idea zombies got so harassed. She said <laughs> to her black friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Addison does, in the next scene, try to get Bucky to lay off, but he ultimately intimidates her into being like, hey, you've got two choices. Your first choice, continue this train of thought. You'll never be a cheerleader. Or Mm -hmm. step in line, do as I say, and you will have some fun. Yeah. And then we have uh, a scene with Zed claiming to be let down by Addison because he thought she was different, but she's just the same as everyone else. Yes. So he's going to build him a wall just like Shrek, mm-hmm. an emotional wall, which is very quickly torn down because she arrives to make that amends. lasted all of 10 seconds. Right. He's like, he's laid the first brick. And he's like, that's it. I'm going to build me a wall. And then Addison steps up and is like, hey. And he's like, what brick is this? I don't know what brick that was. So I don't know what it is. I, I like that. She invites the zombies to the pet rally. Oh, yeah. Her rubbish zombie talk is yeah. so... Oh, yeah. Like, again, I don't need the... It's a weird choice. Yeah. But she is trying to to show that she is Team Zombie. Mm -hmm. She is overjoyed Mm -hmm. when the zombies show up to the pep rally, which is nice. But uh, Bucky... I thought this is great. Bucky arrives jumping through his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he lands and he strikes the same pose that's on a poster that you can see through his mouth on the poster in front of it. It's some really nice framing in that. And yeah. We get the pep rally. Uh, Bonzo panics because we have fire. Mm-hmm. So 
I think because Bucky had sin, zombies arrived to the pep rally. He was like, we're going to get some like fireworks and we're going to get like sparklers and dazzlers and we're going to freak those zombies out. So yep. of course he's using that and Bonzo panics. And as he panics, he damages Zed's Zed band. Mm-hmm. So Zed goes a little bit zombie, marches forward, yep. slams through all of the football team mm-hmm. and catches Addison, who everyone's like been abandoned and is running, catches her and goes back to being normal zombie as his Zed band reboots. And the coach is like... Oh, it, ba- it hits the floor when he catches her, yeah. yeah. The coach is like, just like Professor McGonagall. Yep. This happy little accident has found me a star Quidditch player. Mm-hmm. And goes to the principal and is like, I need him on the team. Yep. He says, he's the monster player we need. Yeah. And the principal says, fine, okay, have him on the team. And this is what I like about Zed. This is his dream. But he knows that actually the power's been handed over to him and he says he's got some demands first yes and he demands that zombies be treated equally in school mm-hmm. but he's told you need to prove you can win first because at the moment you've done nothing yeah so what i'll do is i'll give you the right to go in the canteen at the same time mm-hmm. and we'll talk if you're as good as coach says you are yes i like that the principal's at least willing to talk you know, she may not want the zombies there, but she is at least willing to enter into the conversation. It's not like, no. Yeah. Barely throwing them a bone. Mm-hmm. But there's something. Yeah. So, yeah, there. <laughs> there's a nice PA tannoy announcement. So everyone's eating the canteen. And then the PA says, yeah, as of now, the zombies are allowed to eat in the canteen. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I was a kid, I'd be like, are we their lunch in the canteen? But no, their lunch looks so grim. Yes, yeah, slow. Whereas in actual zombie town, they're all eating cauliflower brains. Yeah. Which is just a seasoned cauliflower. Right, I love that. I thought that's like a nice vegan. They're basically vegan. Yeah, they are. Um, And they also eat apples and stuff too, that they're also given. But... Yeah, if I was running a school, they, I would not have the food hall or the cafeteria, whatever you want to call it, be the first thing I would agree to, maybe. I would have that be like, I'd, I'd have them integrate classes first and be like, okay, let's see how they work in a social environment before we put eating onto the table with yeah. the zombies. I don't know. <laughs> like, we know they don't need brains at this point, but also... Like, when was the last time a zombie did eat someone's brain? I would want to see some research into this, you know. I just think we should break down all the walls and let them all be at one. Mm-hmm. I like that Addison is talking to Bree and is like, oh, this said he's really, really intriguing. I like him. And Bree's like, whoa, chill your beans. Mm-hmm. You fancy him. Yep. Are you sure you want to, like, tell people that? Yeah. So Addison walks up and, and goes up to speak. Mm-hmm. To the zombies. Yeah. And she speaks zombie to him. And he thanks. And he says, well, yes, you know, I'm I'm very happy. And, and thank you for saying, you know, thanks for putting peanut butter on on your umbrella. 
because we learn that she's completely butchered their language. Yep. Again, I don't need that kind of joke when it plays into like cultures and like, oh, I'm speaking Spanish. But I do kind of like the joke of like she put it into Google Translate. So yeah. Of course, it's not right. Yeah, I think that's the best way to have done this. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't need mm-hmm. all the racial stuff with the zombies. We know why people are quite understandably scared of them mm-hmm. without making it about race. But then... But then that's the point of this movie. Yeah. Because otherwise, it would be High School Musical. Why not just keep it Romeo and Juliet? Well, it is. But so is High School Musical. Yeah. So Lacey, Stacy, and Tracy speculate on what makes Addison different. They're trying to intimidate Addison by being like... Oh, yeah, they're like, oh, do I see an overbite? Yeah, because like, Bucky said there was something different about you, but we don't know what it is. But we will tell everyone there's something different about you if you talk to the zombies again. Yeah, and she's like, me. Yeah. In fairness, I like this, that she has something that is keeping her step back, because she's so like... Yeah, she has more to lose than just her friends yes in the way that like gabriella does in high school yeah and it's not just like losing her cheer position it's there feels like there's stakes because she's so scared of how she'll be treated yeah she's fully here like waving the banner for the zombie rights movement Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's nice that what we have isn't you know her having you know like secret racist thoughts or something yeah what we've just got is her own fear of being stood up because you'll have the zombies then you'll have the humans and you'll have her mm-hmm. and, and again there's also an element of i i could imagine what if the zombies are freaked yeah. by what i've got going on you know what if it triggers them you know you could ele- understand well, when <laughs> when they made this film they didn't have plans for the second one yet yeah like when they they knew you know what they introduced in the second one, right? Werewolves. Yeah. So they knew they were going to introduce werewolves as well as other Halloween Town monsters into this zombies universe yeah. when they were doing the TV show. But the actual plot of the second one hadn't come in yet. And once <laughs> once we watch it, you'll be like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff doesn't make sense. Because exactly what you've just said, like, oh, maybe they'll be prejudiced against me because of my white hair. Yeah. That comes up in the second oh, one. Okay. Well in a very specific way. We we have more proof that this plot moves so quickly. Yeah. Because the next scene, Addison confides about her hair to Zed. Mm-hmm. She barely knows the guy and she's terrified of the secret, but she's like, hey, guess what, Zed? I have different coloured hair. Yeah. This is a wig. They go back into the zombie safe room and suddenly this is the Titanic because we get the line, this is where we first met. Yes, said, this is where you first met a day ago. Mm. I don't know how much time has passed at this point, but it, because the plot is going so quickly, was that yesterday? Yeah. Or have months already passed at this point? Mm-hmm. We get Someday, which might be my favourite Nickelback song. I do not know that version. I only know this version. There's that. Someday, somehow, gonna make it all right, but not right now. Which sure. basically, basically is the, the plot of this song. Yes. Uh, they are very into each other. 
There's a nice line where Zed says that she looks delicious. <clears throat> I mean, gorgeous. Yeah. And then she says, oh, now you're getting reckless. Yeah. But the dancing is great. Yep. I like the, the spinny ghost light thing yes. that they have in there. That's very cool. That's and that really you can nice. use it like a... Like your Elvis, basically. Yeah, there's some really nice bits to this one. Mm -hmm. And basically the plot of this song is let them talk, let them speculate about us. Because we're not going to hide that we like each other. Mm -hmm. They go out into the corridors and immediately hide that they like each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, But it's, the, it's a very <laughs> Disney Channel way to show simply the difference between the feelings you can have for somebody in private. Yeah. And you can promise them the world, but then when you once you leave that room, yeah, it's all different because there are other people there, and these characters care so much what everybody else thinks of them. Oh yeah, and well, I, this is I especially plot, because like, like Zed is is carrying the banner. You know, Zed knows that actually the key to this equality actually at the moment is solely on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Which is super interesting. And in, in the same way that you know he was preaching about like shuffling forward you know the mayor might go for all these rights once they have a successful sports team mm -hmm. but is the mayor still going to be like pro this when the mayor sees their daughters dating a zombie yeah so i get that well it's really interesting because all of the characters really care yeah. what everyone thinks of them including characters like eliza who is supposed to be the biggest like doesn't care about anybody else character oh, yeah. She hates Addison because she keeps being like, oh, you brought a human here? Yeah, it's like you're just as bad as the humans. You've just been equally as prejudiced. But and again, I get that's it. A, but that's such a, a token trope in these sort of like racially motivated films. Yeah. And I, because I, what they want it to be and what they try to have it be is that Addison keeps trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But because she's so uneducated about their issues, she ends up messing up. Yeah. We get a bit later on where she makes a joke and Eliza's like, that's really offensive. Yeah. How could you say that in front of all of us? And what they want, what their writers wanted it to be is like, oh, she really hates Addison because Addison is trying to be all like white saviory about this yeah. but keeps messing up so she's just making them look bad for like telling her that she's wrong yeah. whereas actually what it just is is that they they didn't write enough of that in no. for it to be clear when we get to my final thoughts on this i will talk about what this film becomes for me with a lot of these moments yeah you know what i'm gonna say mm -hmm. but i think it is justified like all good disney musicals it yeah. is time for our sports interlude. We mm -hmm. had it with High School Musical. Yeah. We had it with The Descendants. We even had it with Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yes. We've had soccer. We've had basketball. We've mm -hmm. had this weird medieval game. It's time for good old-fashioned American football. Yeah. And Seabrook... Do not support their zombie teammates. You see that there are banners saying no zombies, no. You mm -hmm. see that even, you know, even as they're facing the opposing line, they're like, take out our zombie. Yeah. There's no camaraderie here. And I like, we get some commentary that says the mighty shrimp are doing what they do best, losing. 
-hmm. You know, they're not doing very well. They're not giving Zed a chance to do well. Zed is like, well, do you know what? This is all a mistake. I'm never going to be able to change the world. They're not even giving me a chance. I do like Coach's character a lot. We get some nice moments where, you know, Coach is trying to <laughs> give them tactics. It's like, just stay in front of this line. Yep. Don't go behind this line. Go forwards, mm -hmm. not backwards. Which, I, you know, is very true of most sports. Yeah. So Zed realises that he has to win or instead he's going to go back to the basement and he asks Eliza to hack his Zed band uh, to boost him because he realises that what got him on the squad was his zombie strength. Yeah, he says, I just need a little zombie boost. <laughs> I liked that. Yeah. Eliza says, no, that's not safe. Mm -hmm. And he points out that she has hacked hers to play games. Yeah. So she can have Wi-Fi. Yeah, that was it, Wi-Fi. So she agrees, but says, just like Tinder, you only swipe left, never mm -hmm. right. Oh, was that just my experience of Tinder, that seemingly everyone swiped right and never left? I wouldn't know. I didn't meet you on Tinder. I like Zed's zombie voice. Mm -hmm. I like that it's different enough. It's not just him putting on a zombie voice. It's really dark and gravelly. It's nice. Mm -hmm. and immediately improves, Yep. starts winning the game. Mm -hmm. Bucky forgot that his job is to cheer the team, and is like, no, we need to boo this zombie. It's like, no, you are leading everyone in cheering them. Mm -hmm. that's, that's your job. If you're not cheering the team, then you're not doing your job, Bucky. And uh, Addison's is the best, worst cheer I've ever heard. Yep. Is what's that breeze? It's not a sneeze. Zombies cheer and uh, zombies run and score with ease. Yeah, but and that's not bad for making wild, up obviously. on the spot. I know it's pretty, and I it's supposed to be like, oh, she's a natural cheerleader. But I was yeah. like, not a sneeze. <laughs> what? Perhaps that's how it initially spread was sneezing. Zombie sneezes. So cool. Yeah, Seabrook wins. Yeah, and we jump forward a few wins. And the school is no longer segregated. So clearly we've jumped forward a few months, mm -hmm. maybe a month. And yes, the principal has kept her word. Yeah. Again, you've got to love a character like that who sticks to their word. There's yes. no like, oh, but actually I didn't really mean it. Mm -hmm. Straight on with it. We have Eliza finding being liked weird. And we also have Bucky giving Addison an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. You can either be pro-Zed or pro-Cheer. And she chooses Cheer. But we get my favourite thing in any film, any TV show, spinning newspapers. Yeah. Which, again, nice little montage to show the passage of time. And we're now in a world where people want Zed's autograph instead of Bucky's. Yep. And zombie chic is in. People are dressing in that zombie style. It feels worse yep. that these are like government mandated, you must have this. Mm -hmm. Because like now we're adopting this almost religious symbol. Yep. It feels worse that zombie chic is in. I wouldn't be making these critiques if we just didn't have that line. But, mm -hmm. you know, this is the... 
canon that they've established for their world. I, I can't wait to see the racial segregation we have against werewolves. I... I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> we'll answer it when we cover Zombies 2. No, because it's incomprehensible how weirdly the the werewolves are done. Yeah. In that nobody in town thinks werewolves exist anymore. Werewolves are gone. The werewolves aren't here anymore because the werewolves are Native Americans. <sighs> yup. <laughs> Do you know what? I understand that Disney is trying to make a point of, hey, the world shouldn't work like this. We are happier and we are better when we are united. And I get that. And we we need, and, and especially if this is like Baby's first musical and their first experience of this. Well, even like Baby's first racism. You know? Yeah, there is enough hatred in the world. And the only way you're going to uh, teach that this is wrong mm -hmm. is through media. But I just... Well... <laughs> this is the plot, the exact plot of the newest My Little Pony movie, the one yeah. that's just come out. It's baby's first racist storytelling, and it's you know teaching kids that that kind of behaviour is wrong, and that if we're all friends and we're all kind to each other, the world will be a better place. I just don't need horror monsters to yeah. be encoded as religious, because what we currently have is white people are normal, Jewish people are zombies. There and are non-white people. But, okay. But you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That I could do without the encoding of horror monsters as religions. I feel like that is different. Do you think it would be better if the normal people or the humans in this weren't humans? If they were a different kind of No, I just think we get rid monster. of the whole we mark them as a Z because that's not necessary. It's enough to know that humans are scared of these monsters because they have been dangerous. Yeah. We don't we I just don't need any implication of race or religion brought into this. Mm -hmm. Because now you've said like the Native Americans are werewolves. Yeah, the why second can, one got a lot more Why can we back. not just have them be werewolves? You oh know? no, they they're not actually Native Americans. It's an allegory. I, the, but that, no, but again, that the zombies aren't actually Jewish people. It's yeah. an allegory. Mm -hmm. it just I don't know it it doesn't feel like the right comparison to make yeah anyway Addison is ignoring Zed on the outside because she has to be pro-cheer but <laughs> she glitter bombs his locker but yes and it's just like leaves a note that says I'm cheering for you on the inside and he's like cool I like this you know clearly it does matter if we let them talk so mm -hmm. we're gonna stop them talking that's fine. But we learn, like, so it must now be homecoming and either the end of the semester, the end of the year, or just the end of football season because it's now the final game and the Seabrook Shrimps are on the verge of a perfect season. And Zed gives Addison a note that says, meet me at the barrier tonight. But we keep getting hints that... Said said band is not working. We see like the veins are becoming more prominent. We see him glitching out. Mm -hmm. We're getting that sense that something's wrong. Apparently, in America, the last week of football season is January. So yeah, it's the end of the season as opposed to the end of the school year. Yeah. Cool. Addison and Zed are going to zombie club. I think that the zombie club looks a lot like a 
TARDIS. Zombie club? Yeah, you know where they go for a BAM! Like the little oh, zombie warehouse. It's not a warehouse, it's the, the arc reactor place. Right, okay, so that's why it looks a lot like a TARDIS, because like all the consoles and the... Yeah. Things. Okay, that would make sense. I love the choreography in this song. I think it's so nice. It is really nice. I... You got really mad about the floor. Right, I didn't realise it was a cheer floor. I thought it was yeah. just like really noticeable that they'd like CGI'd edited things out. Because it's like, there's no way he should be able to do that. Yeah, because the the way, what they're doing is you throw yourself, because you have to hit this kind of floor really hard for it to bounce. Yeah. So you throw yourself at the floor and then you'll bounce back up with the yeah. same amount of force. And Danny was like, oh, that's so badly CGI'd. I was like, no, no, it's just a cheer floor. Yeah, no, and that's fine. That's fine. Springy. It's cute. I like it. I like that as they say bam, they bounce. Like, yeah. It's nice. It is nice. You're in zombie land. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was watching zombie land. Be a better film. Well, that's one of the things with this is like, they obviously wanted to call the zombie area zombie land. Yeah. And somebody was like, mm, that's not going to work. But the songs are all recorded in advance. So, so at some point to, yeah. they had the song be zombie land. And not Zombie Town. Though it wouldn't work as well. You're in Zombie Town. No, that's the bluey theme. That is the bluey theme. Won't you take me to Zombie Town? I thought that you were going to sing. That to the bluey theme. We love bluey in this Bonzo! Bonzo is clearly in love with music. Yeah. Which is nice. I th- <laughs> He's a prodigy. They say that at the beginning yeah. when he has his trumpet. The thing is, we've talked about with other musicals, because there's something, I can't remember for the life of me what we've seen now, but like there was something where we watched dancing that clearly is not... It, it must have been Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, where like Dick Van Dyke is doing dancing, but he's held up with strings... You know, at the end... At the end, when he's doing Doll in a Music Box, yeah. I I don't want dancing in musicals that isn't real. Yeah, but this was real. No, I know, but that's why it bugged me at the time. Mm. Obviously, with that, Dick Van Dyke's had to do a lot of work to do that. But nowadays, if somebody wanted to do that, that one, they yeah. would just CGI the actor to do it for a moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was really worried that that's what was happening here, was the fact that they were just like making fake dance moves that no one could ever re- realistically do. Yeah. And I'm glad there was a there was a, a logic behind it. Yeah, the, the choreography for this whole film has been amazing. The the song, though, does have this really weird, like, phone vibrate noise that keeps cropping up. Like, they get that... Uh, 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 yeah, it's like uh, a construction site noise. I didn't like that. Every time I heard it, I was like, I need to check my phone. <laughs> like, it gave me mild anxiety through just from listening to it and it happens with another zombie song as well yeah i think it's supposed to be the buzzing of their z-bands yeah well speaking of z-bands zed's arm is red and people start wondering Mm -hmm. oh and we see zoe again zed's sister we didn't talk about her oh she's so cute this kid is adorable zombies aren't allowed to have pets because that's a freedom and a right that they're not allowed to have yeah because the humans care more, apparently, about animal rights than zombie rights. Mm, don't like that. But yes, she just wants to cheer, but don't tell anyone. 
You know, I like that she's like saying to Addison, but don't tell anyone. And I like the fact that Zed can be his dorky dog self. Mm-hmm. You know, that him and Zoe have in front of this girl he likes. Yeah. It's cute. He's not like too cool for school. He is just himself throughout. There's no games. There's no love games there. Addison is still learning that zombies aren't what she was told. And she also seems to be a little bit into Eliza too. This is where her joke is. Yeah, well, like, not right here, but this scene is where her joke was. Because she makes a joke after Zed says something about her being really smart. She's like, oh, you like a girl with brains? And yeah. Eliza's like, that's racist. <laughs> that's not okay. Yeah. And Addison's like, oh, I didn't realise. And then, like, runs away. Didn't think that might be a touchy subject there, Addison. Yeah. And then, so... Addison says to Zoe here, she's like, don't you think you're old enough to have an, your own actual dog? And Eliza's like, don't tease her. You know that we can't have pets. Yeah. Like, no wonder Eliza hates this girl. Yeah, because it's like every time she tries to do something nice, she comes across so disingenuous. Mm-hmm. I, I think she comes across very nice. She's just like, oh. She's being nice. Yeah, she's she really very is. ignorant about exactly. the situation. Um, I like the zombie light garden. I think it looks like the terrace at the end of Twilight. Yeah, it reminded me of something else too, but I cannot stick my finger on what it is. For me, it's the end of Twilight. It, it's the bit where they're dancing and he's like, I leave you alone for five minutes and the walls descend. What, when they're in the pagoda? Yes, that was the word, pagoda. That's what it feels like to me. As we are at the pagoda, whilst you research, yeah. we uh, get someday reprise. And mm. this felt a lot more intimate than last time. The last time was a lot more, I'll beat this one slower yeah. and a bit quieter. Oh, yeah, I can 100% see what you mean with that pagoda thing. Yeah. And he sees her white hair and she's like, oh, no, you think I'm disgusting? And he's like, no, I like you. Yeah. And they're about to kiss. And then in comes the zombie task force who are going to be in trouble because they're out past curfew. Mm -hmm. And all the zombies disappear. And one of the task force is like, Addison, what are you doing here? Yeah, and instantly we meet... thinking that she's been like taken hostage for some weird like zombie like feast. Yeah. What is the name of this poor guy? Wasn't it like Gordon or something? I feel like it's Billy. Those are two very different names. Hello, Billy. Yeah, this guy takes her home. Hmm. And gets caught up in the middle of an argument between mum, dad, and 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 Addison. And I like the bits where he's like, can I go? And he's told to stand there. Because his... Gus. Gus. Officer Gus. Officer Gus. So Poor I was Gus. closer. Yeah. Yeah. And we learn that Addison is not allowed to cheer until parents meet this boyfriend that she says, I was out with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Indeed. Eliza expresses some concerns about Zed and says, it'll be fine. Don't you worry. I'm doing everything you told me to. Yep. And then Tracy, Stacy, and Lacey overhear that Zed is hacking. So my issue with this, mm-hmm. there's no way that Eliza and Zed were talking that loudly that like 10 metres down the corridor... Tracy, Stacey and Lacey, who are behind a corridor, could have overheard this conversation. Maybe it's one of those... uh, Maybe they have superpowers. Yeah, maybe. That's all I could think of. Well, I was going to say, maybe it's one of those architectural things. Possibly. So they go straight to uh, Bucky, who is in this weird 
I guess, chair room? He's in their... Their headquarters. It's like their dressing room. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain that. It was at this point I turned to you and said, there is an alternate reality out there mm-hmm. where they cast Darren Chris to play Bucky. Yes, there is. And I would love to see Darren Chris mm-hmm. in Zombies as Bucky. Yeah, me too. I think he would nail the role. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. We get a scene where Tracy, Stacy, and Lacey steal Eliza's laptop because they were like, oh, we want to be friends. Maybe there is something to this whole, like, treating zombies with respect thing. Yep. And they're like, you know, do you want to come and do this? And she's like, I've got my own thing. She's like, well, we have VR. And Eliza's like, oh, I could be into... I could be into hanging out with you if you're going to let me play with your expensive toys. Yes. And then as they're talking, one of TSL steals the laptop and then suddenly like actually we're not interested we don't like you anyway and off they go and eliza's just like Mm -hmm. this this is why i don't like humans yep can't eat them can't live with them (laughs) and they 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 steal the laptop and they're trying to hack into it nothing works but we see that zed is 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 thinking about a plan like i know what i can do because I need to help Addison and I can be the right person for Addison. I'm going to swipe right and break the rules. Mm-hmm. And that grants them immediate permission and he goes full human to impress the parents. Yeah. And we get the best line from Dad. <laughs> Where did you dig him up? Oh, yeah, that's cute. That's actually pretty funny. Yes. And they're going to go for a real date. But at what cost? Yeah, so he's got his... Z-band dialed all the way up to human, but it's causing him electric shocks, essentially. So is that just because they're really not supposed to do this because the technology has not been proven? Yeah, because otherwise you'd have just turned everybody back into a human. That's why I'm... Why have the ability to do this anyway? Is it just like an upgrade that you've got to pay for that feature? Like the Z-band is currently at like, you know, I'm a free-to-play player. No, I think what it is, is that the, the Z-bands aren't supposed to do this. They're designed to do enough electromagnetic electromagnetic waves to stop you from wanting to eat brains, but yeah. also not make you a human. But Eliza's hacked them. Okay, but then my other question, they can do this clearly. Mm-hmm. So... Are the people who manufacture the Z-bands aware of this? I'm going to go with no. They just didn't bother to put anything in that would stop you from trying to do that. But isn't that... I mean, if they know about it, how dodgy is that? That they'd be like, hey, we're going to give all of you this because now I would be living in concern. Especially if I'm Eliza who knows you can hack this and she's warned him, don't go for it. She knows what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So surely she knows all this technology... I would be very concerned and if I was Eliza, I'd be making a big issue. It's like, hey, look what I can do because this is what the Z-bands can do. This isn't right. Because yeah. what if they rolled out like a firmware upgrade that just immediately turned everyone into that? Mm-hmm. Like, again, the connotations of like what they can do to this whole group of individuals yeah. without consent, potentially, mm-hmm. is quite scary. 
we perhaps the biggest horror of this film as it is spooky season we've not really gone into much that's scary mm-hmm. but i'm gonna give you a scary racism is scary racism is scary but i'm gonna give you another scary thing for this week the ice cream parlor only serves vanilla ice cream I do not want to live in this world. I don't want to live in a world where there's zombie racism. They don't just sell vanilla. It's vanilla and then there's double vanilla. Right. I want to live in peace with my zombie brethren. Mm -hmm. I will let a zombie come and feast at my my table. I've got no issue. Mm -hmm. But do not put me in a world where there's only vanilla. (sighs) We're, um... We're currently making our way through the first season of Hannibal. I've seen it already, but I'm introducing Danny to it. Would you let Hannibal like to eat at your table? Yeah, only if I could. Only if you were cooking. <laughs> he wouldn't eat it. Like, it'll all be vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Addison feels bad that Zed has to lie. Mm-hmm. And he points out that she does the same. It's like, we're both lying. So don't judge me for helping you and trying to be, you know, and hide when you are doing the same. Yes. For some reason, so we're back at the football. Coach's job is riding on this. He's like, I, I, you know, I don't want to move back into my mother's basement, things mm. like that. Surely it wouldn't matter this if he lost the final game because he's had the season best. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to fire you if you don't win this one game, but we are quite happy to hire you all these years that you were failing. His life is still miserable, which is such a shame considering how happy everyone else is. Yeah. And what I like is the fact that he sees Zed as one of us. There's no, you know, zombie in the team. He's like, you are part of the team. You are one of us. And I like that. Coach is also carrying the banner for equality. Mm -hmm. So during the the game, Bucky goes power mad and kicks Addison and Brioff, the, the Cheerios, Yes. Because they go rogue and do inspiring zombie chants. Mm-hmm. And this is when Stacy, Tracy and Lacey hack the Zed band and it... It not ru- only stops Zed, but it also then gets Eliza and Bonzo. But that's because they've hacked it to target his friends as well. No... So Eliza's computer already has a system that is letting Eliza do stuff to her one. Okay. But most of her stuff is so that she can play games on it. So I would assume she's also done the same thing for Bonzo. Yeah. But. Yeah, so what they do at this point is they 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 stop him from being able to use his band. It has like a ogre face on it. It's like Shrek. Or is it like. It's a gremlin. It's a gremlin. Yeah. Day, so they stop it from working. It's not that it still oh, works. What's it called? It's troll. Yeah. In like internet trolls. Exactly. But it it doesn't stop it from working. The Z band is still working. It just means that he doesn't have access to cheating. Mm-hmm. And he wins the game as himself. Yeah. Like, you know, Z band version. He has him. his moment. He has his moment where he's capable of, he doesn't need to be a zombie to do it. He is a capable player, which I like. I like, because actually when you think about it, he's getting equality through very dishonest means. So it's nice that he wins through just being him. Right. Not that I mind. I feel like he he's entitled to that advantage considering no one else. That's who he is. Yeah. yeah. But. That'll come up in the second. I mean, it is, well. it's kind of like the Flash winning a foot race. Yeah. Like. Yeah, of course he's going to win a foot race compared to me. Mm. But if I say, right, 
take away your powers if you still want it be like cool hats off to you yeah one of the major themes of the the second one is why should we have to hide who we are to make the humans comfortable yeah and if you think about it from werewolf perspectives oh yeah that's all well and good but to be who the zombies are they will have to eat people. Exactly. And they will actually lose control, as we see here. Yeah. Because their Zed bands go offline. They lose control. They are they are now uh, creatures board. of in- yeah. yeah, creatures of instinct. There is no way to stop or differentiate. They've got one purpose and that is to eat. Unless you are our main character Zed, in who, which case you are capable Who is fighting it off. Of fighting it, yes. Yeah, because he corners Bucky. Yeah, because Bucky's an idiot yeah. and does the exact thing that you should never do in a horror movie if you were at a school, which is run under the bleachers. I do like that Bucky says a line and says, we thought of everything except how to survive. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I've thought of everything. And the ACs are like, okay, how do we stop them from eating all of us? And he's like, I didn't think of everything. Yeah. <laughs> he just ditches them. But this is it. Like, there is no, why should we hide who we are? For the zombies, yeah. Zombies, which is what I'm gonna stop saying it. It's why why the the branding is so bad. Because because you know, you're saying that they don't want to be themselves, that they're trying to fit in. Yeah. Whereas actually it's no, we just don't want to eat our friends. Yeah. So anyway, we get Stand, which is sung as the three main zombies are being arrested. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is being booed and forced to leave the stands. Yeah, they've already been arrested. Okay. At this point. But they're being taken into they're the... they're being taken away, yeah. yeah. Um, and Addison stands up and points out the injustice. And she's got to take the next right step to take a stand. Yeah. This song, a reason I say the next right step is because this song feels like the final song from Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it feels very slow. And it should be more upbeat and more like positive. I like it. Yep. But it's not. It, I feel like it needs to have more momentum behind it at times. I also. I don't like the flashbacks in this. Just in case you haven't been watching the film. Mm-hmm. Just watch this song. You don't need to watch everything. Start from this song. You'll know everything that's happened. Yes. I don't. Why do we need flashbacks in this? To, uh, to... Because this was released before the movie. So why have we got the trailer in the film then? Yeah. You know, I don't want a music video or a, a trailer in the middle of this film. So I like the song, but I don't like the set piece that accompanies it. I also don't think it's very clear that this is her fantasy because I thought this was actually happening because we see a bit where it's almost like she convinces Bucky to join her cause. Mm-hmm. And then Bucky goes back to being like anti-zombie chief. I, I was like, oh, so, you know, this is this is all of her fantasy. So I didn't like that element of it. I wish this was all like, you know, the next thing. So Bucky is now just part of the gang. Yeah. And she makes the stand and she shows her white hair. And you have that moment where in most films, we get a big round of applause. Mm-hmm. Instead, she gets immediately booed. They immediately boo her. They do exactly the same thing that they, that her point was about Zed. It's like, he won this game for you and now you're booing him. You're all horrible people. Yeah. And then, yeah, so they boo her as well. So, more proof that the 
the minds behind the Z band can control it and change it at will. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a forced update of the software that basically uh, limits their freedom even more. But hey, we have Wi-Fi now. Yeah. Which, like, Eliza's like, don't. You want to make that joke? You've yeah. cost us everything and you want to make that joke. Yeah. And you've cost us everything. Not because you wanted to be a footballer, but because you had to date that one cheerleader. The thing is, what they've done here with the Z-bands is they've taken away the autonomy of the zombies' bodies. That they can mm-hmm. be so changeable whenever the minds are like, oh, new update. Let's make them friendlier. Yeah. They've got no say over their own bodies now. Mm-hmm. And... I don't like that. Yeah. Because everyone should have the right to do what they want to their own bodies. One thing that's never addressed in this show is that Addison's mindset and everybody's hatred of the zombies are very non-related. Yeah. The reason why everybody hates the zombies is because at any given moment, as we are shown, the Z-bands can fail and they become actual zombies again. Yes, which is understandable. I can understand why people would be scared of that. And Addison doesn't seem to even think about that for a second. She's just like, oh yeah, but they're really nice people when you get to know them, which is also true. Both things can be true. But she, she never has a conflict, or and nobody ever says to her, hey, look, this guy could literally kill you if one tiny thing went wrong. Right. Imagine season two of Buffy. Yeah. Angel has his one moment of bliss. And then he just kills Buffy. Right. Could that happen here? Yeah. You know, she doesn't seem to comprehend, like, yes, they are in danger. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. They're obviously nice people. They're back to what they would be as humans who this zombie plague yeah this is who zed would be as a person mm-hmm. yeah i know it it is problematic when you try to do more than just they are these horror monsters just give me zombies and cheerleaders you know that premise works enough for me yeah dad has a moment with zed where he's like i'm disappointed but like proud of you at the same time it's like you know, you've, you, I'm so disappointed because you've made all of us in danger. But at the same time, I'm really proud of you for taking a stand. Yeah. It's quite at nice. least you stood up for something you believed in. Yeah. We needed more moments with his dad, I think. Yeah. Uh, Bucky cuts all the zombie lovers from the uh, cheer squad. Mm-hmm. So now <laughs> One of the guys he goes up to is wearing like a smartwatch. Yeah. And he's like, what's this? Zombie paraphernalia? And kicks him <sighs> off and it's just like... Yeah. No, it, it was just like it was just a his smart Fitbit. watch. Yeah. Yeah, and we're now at the point where Stacy, Tracy, and Lacey are questioning his choices, and we also see that as the zombies are packing up their lockers, Eliza refused to come. So they, uh, we see her Bonzo and Zed packing up her locker, and they see that she has a plan to ruin the cheer day, mm-hmm. and they go to save everything. We cut to the cheer show. Cheertastic, I agree, is a made-up word. Cheertastic is a great word. It is a great word. Uh, and Bucky has less than half a team, so they don't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Right, this is where I feel like Addison is just basically Elsa at this point. They're away with, they are away with all their conceit. Yes. I fully anticipate 
in Zombies 2, she's going to become the Avatar and have Master of Ice, Wind, Fire, Earth, uh-huh. because she is dressed in Elsa's like Frozen 2 gear mm-hmm. with white hair that matches Elsa's. Yeah. And, you know, she's been told, conceal, don't feel. And now she's just full Elsa. Yes. So, yes, that's there's that. And she says, my parents can't make me hide anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, fine, okay. And she thinks we're going to change the world through cheer. And I like the fact that Eliza's like, that sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no. We go to the fired up competition and Bucky is gurning. He, and far more than Bucky ever has, which I think works here. Because like you can see that confidence is shot. So he's overcompensating in other ways. Mm-hmm. And people are like, ah, oh, self-sabotage. That's the best. They all think that he deserves this. And everyone's laughing because this once elite team is now a joke. Yes. And they're on the stage and Bucky says, what's that sound? Mm-hmm. And he's met with, they're booing us. Yeah. He's never heard the sound of booing before. And then Zoe takes the stage. This really cute little zombie girl. She's so cute. She's so cute. She's so cute. And she starts cheering and gets booed. And that's horrible. Like She's a tiny little child. And she's wearing the captain's whistle around right? her neck at this point too. Zombie or not, she's this cute little girl getting booed. Like, that's heartbreaking. Mm. Whatever camp you're in. Um, and then... <laughs> I like this. They get the line. So, like, I, I don't know who it is that says it. It might be Eliza who says it, despite being really dismissive. She just goes, she's changing things by cheering. No. So, Eliza says, what is she doing? Yeah. She Like, she's making a fool of herself. And Addison's like, no, she's I, changing things by cheering. Just like I said. And then, then Zed says, it's going to take more of us. So it's time to cheer in the revolution. Mm-hmm. Bucky refuses to change. And this is where he gives up his whistle. He's like, no, I'm not going to be on the stage with the zombies. Um, but yes, Zoe eventually through this does convince him to come and join. Yes, she says, you're the best cheerleader I ever saw. And that's all we ever needed to do is play to the human's ego. Yep. That's all we ever needed to do. And there would be no racism. Yeah, it works on all humans. Yep. And cheer changes opinions. Everyone applauds. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't win. Yeah, they don't win because School of Rock. That was the first film I ever saw that ended that way. With the characters not winning. Yeah. And I feel like that's happened more since School of Rock. I can't think of a film pre-School of Rock where it doesn't happen. I bet if I Google movies where the characters... Yeah. But... One of the things I thought was really interesting, because obviously this is a decom, and we know this with High School Musical and, you know, uh, Gabriella and Troy. Despite them now being a couple, we can't actually see Zed and Addison smooch because Disney. Mm-hmm. Which, like, considering this is 2018. Yeah. I'm surprised that rule is still in, in effect, especially considering their animated characters kiss. We see Aladdin and Jasmine kiss. We see Prince Eric and and Ariel kiss. What is the? They're not played by children. Yeah, but they're not. They they're not played by children. But they are children. 
There's a difference. How There's old a... is Ariel? Yeah. How old is Ariel? She's what, 14? I'm 14, Daddy. I can make my own choices. Like, and especially because these aren't child actors, you have got like 22, 23 year olds playing these characters, you know? Hmm. She was born in 2000. So she was 18. So she can kiss her mum. But she wouldn't have been 18 when they filmed it. And apparently Milo Mannheim is the same age. Okay. So they were both children at Fair the enough. time. Yeah, but they may not have won, but they did change the world. Mm-hmm. And they've changed the world so much so that the best ending for all these characters is that Zoe gets a puppy. Yeah, she does. Best ending. Good for her. We get Block Party. And this is the song that I noticed we got more of the weird vibrate noise. Yeah. And also Brie and Bonzo are in item two now. Mm-hmm. Is what I gauge from the ending. Because everyone's like partnered up. Yeah. Yeah, he says something to her in Zombie and she's like, that's the nicest thing anyone ever said to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I I like Bonzo as like this Jasper from Twilight style character who's very quiet and doesn't speak and is this intimidating presence. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see more from his character, especially if we're going to get a sequel. I want to see him get fleshed out a little bit. Yeah. No, I completely agree because one of the things that kind of bugs me with him is that because he doesn't speak English in the context of the film, but we also don't get subtitles for zombie. Yeah. We never actually know what he's saying. And there are some times where people do the lassie thing. Yeah. Where he'll say something, they'll be like, what? Eliza's trying to sabotage the big cheer competition. Yeah. Oh, no. But then sometimes he'll just say something and it's usually Eliza that just responds to him and is like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I like that better. Yeah, I like that better. I don't. Like, because presumably they can all speak zombie. It's and basically Chewbacca, isn't it, really? Yeah, but I always liked that better when they were just like, yeah, you're right. No, but that's what I mean, <laughs> is that's what it should be, is like, you know, when everyone's like, yeah, the Wookiee's got a point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So... What is your best song in Zombies? In Zombies. My best song is probably My Year. Yeah. Just because it's one of those songs, one of those good decom songs that gets stuck in my head all the time. Yeah. And it's just a bop. Especially the bit where she, what does she say? She's like, my cuz, Bucky's the man, look at how perfect he lands. That gets stuck in yeah. my head so often. It's so irritating, but I love it. Musically, this is definitely one of the best decoms we've watched. Yes. Like, I was really impressed with the quality of the music in this one. And the choreography. Yeah. Really good. My best song is Fired Up. I really liked it. I think it was a great song. That's the, we were made for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he forces that guy's leg up really high. Yeah. My skip song is the pep rally because it's a song, but like doesn't really do much. I 100% agree. That is not on the official soundtrack, Good. as in like on Spotify, but it does count as a song in the context. So then I would also say Block Party would be a skip song because it's entirely forgettable. Well, it's just bam, isn't it? Yeah, but like with a little bit extra. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, musically, 
there's a lot of really good songs on this, which surprised me. I really enjoyed the music in this one. Yeah. Who is your MVP? Ah, uh, that's a really good question. I, I'm making sure this week that we say MVP. MVP, yes, not an NVP. We got some nice feedback that my M's and my N's are not they sound different exactly enough. The they do sound exactly the same. So it's most valuable player. Yes. Which I realise we are very inconsistent with because sometimes we say the actors. Yes. Sometimes we say characters. There is oh. no consistency. No. Mine's an actor this time. Yeah. So my MVP is Trevor Torgman, who plays Bucky. Yeah. I think he is giving it 110% Without the whole ever time. feeling too, like, extra about it. Yeah. Everything he's doing fits exactly... You don't think, oh, wow, he's really overacting because Bucky's just like that. Yeah, the only point is at the end, but that's when, like... He's supposed he's to He's overcompensating, yeah. Yeah. It's not like the... Who's the one in Descendants 2 who wants to 3D print everything? Who was, like, calm oh, and measured in the first one? Chad. Chad, Chad right? Charming. It's not Chad Charming who's suddenly, like, this big pantomime character. He just doesn't D-coms have enough are. to do, so he just chucks all of his acting into one scene. Whereas, um, like, Bucky's yeah. a quite well-played-out character. Exactly. For me, my MVP is a character. It was the coach. Cool. The coach was great. Every time the coach came on, I enjoyed what they did and I really liked them. They made me smile and made me feel more for their character than anyone else's character did. You know, I, I liked that. Yeah. Which role would you want to play? I, I would more than happily be one of the ACs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like they probably had a really good time making this film and just pretending to be his little backup crew. Yeah. The way that they walk everywhere, if you just watch them in the background of scenes, the way that they move is so funny. Yeah. Because they all move in complete synchronisation when they walk. But then sometimes when they're in a hurry... They're all moving at the same time, but it's all just like slightly out of step. It's great. Yeah. It's very well choreographed backgrounding. Yeah, I liked it. I think you'd make great Paces. SLT. Thank you. <laughs> My role, I've said Bonzo. I quite liked Bonzo. I mean, Bonzo's a great character. I want to see more from him, mm-hmm. but I can be that strong, silent type. Sure. You say so. I we run a podcast. <laughs> and I do the strong, bulk of the talking. Type. So. Over on Instagram, mm-hmm. we asked, are you a fan? 64% of people said no. <gasps> Usually Instagram is the more positive place. But no, 36% of people said yes, they were a fan. 64% of people said no. Wow. People just don't like zombies. On Twitter, 23% of voters said it's okay, not the best. Mm-hmm. Do you think Twitter was more positive or do you think Twitter was more negative? I think positive. So, yes, I'm fired up, got 54%. No, it didn't stick it, got 23%. So Twitter, for the first time in a long time, for the first time in forever, was the more positive place than Instagram. Mm-hmm. I liked this much more than I thought I was going to. I don't think I love it, but by DCOM standards, it was good. Yeah. Better than High School Musical 1 and Dare I Say 2. Mm-hmm. I gave this one two and a half stars. 
choreography wise great i think the performances of certain characters is really good too i just really could do without the icky parallels this for me i said i talked to you about like what it really just conjures to me yeah the comparison i can make is that this is hairspray for zombies yes baby's first hairspray <laughs> yeah that's what this is trying to do and hairspray i think does a really good job at detailing this important moment during the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. and i think musically does it well yeah but it's telling us something important i don't like the connotations or the comparisons of horror monsters to different races and different religions i don't think that's appropriate yeah i understand the view of this world that like hey, everyone should be treated equally. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes through enough that like there's this inherent distrust in zombies because they are zombies. What more do you need? Yeah. But they're, for lack of a better term, cured. They have something that is making them human again. Mm-hmm. So we can trust them. And that kind of learning to trust them and the technology is enough of a reason to get behind the segregation without making it about like parallels to nazi germany yeah for me so two and a half stars because i liked it i just i think a few lines cut Mm -hmm. we have a much better film yeah we're gonna go a bit more spooky next week yes we are in celebration of halloween week Mm-hmm. What are we watching? We are headed up to the Moore Theatre for Carrie the Musical. Yes. Yes, I, indeed. I've been excited for spooky season. Mm-hmm. But it's not zombies that was making me excited. It was, it was Carrie. Yeah. Stephen King has always proven himself to be a great horror-based writer. Mm-hmm. I've never read books. Yep. But I've seen, we'll talk about what I've seen next week, I'm sure, no doubt. But what I've seen with It, what I've seen with The Shining and Doctor Sleep, Misery, even Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile, what I've seen of adaptations of Stephen King properties is usually good. Yeah. I've never seen Carrie. So I'm excited to, I guess, learn about Carrie through musical. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see what you already know and what you expect of this one. Yeah. Because there's going to be stuff that I know. Just that, through like common references. Yeah, yeah. That I wonder how will translate to the stage. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that next week when we, uh, we go really scary. And we go after prom. Yeah. Yep. Monster prom. Woo. You did that mash. So you can, as always, get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at It's A Musical Pod and let us know your thoughts on zombies and your thoughts on Carrie. And if you want more good musical-based content, Drew, we have a TikTok. Yeah, we do. We are It's A Musical Pod over on TikTok and we post vlogs and clips of the shows that we've been to see. And also, we usually try and post our orchestra videos whenever we see a live show because the wonderful new Victoria Theatre in Woking, every time we've been there so far, 
the orchestras of the shows that we've seen have been playing wonderful outros yes. as people leave and we like to hang around and chat to them so oh and give them the round of applause that they should get because yes, most people have left the theatre at that point point. Mm-hmm. and we are always coming up with new ideas for new TikTok based material yes indeed so join us on our TikTok journey over at It's Musical Pod Mm-hmm. And you can, of course, find us where all good podcasts are found. We are available on a multitude of great platforms. So head on over and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on the Amazon Music app, on Stitcher, on Good Pods, and on our OG hosts, Podbean. And if you like what we do, do you know how you can make our Halloween even better? You can subscribe and rate us five stars over on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. We love it when we get feedback. We love it when we get reviews. It makes us smile because it makes us feel like we have made your day even better. So why not head over there now and let us know your thoughts on It's a Musical Pod. Yes, indeed. Until next week, where we finally get truly spooky. You can find us, same bat place, same bat channel. Have a spooky musical Monday.